understand this. Yeah, I know what a golem is. It's a monster. A Jewish monster, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I, Mike, he's just a monster. I don't, I don't look at, I don't discriminate. Don't take fucking credit for this one. This was a Jewish monster. No such thing. No oh, now it's a holiday monster. Fuck you. <laughs> That'd be great reverse, right? Yeah. Holiday monster. <laughs> oh, may I be the uh, fourth person uh, this year to wish you a Merry Christmas? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm trying to a Christmas song. How does it go? Christmas, 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 Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, 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 Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Well, I think now that, oh, look at that, that the curtain rises swipe. Uh, I, I, so here's a knock. This is funny. It's like knock, knock, knock. Why don't you listen? Why don't you listen? Put on your set. I'll put it on that. Okay. Oh, it's the mole. Listen to the way he talks to him. This is the greatest thing about this movie is their accents. It's jolly good show, my man. You're really at it, aren't you? Oh, they're just waiting outside. We're all pulling for you. There always has to be one guy who just doesn't do much right. of the same thing over and over, and then at the end he gets it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. They're putting him back in the middle of the maze right now. And go. And he'll start digging again. Okay, so here's our American with a rabbit. He just chased fierce dogs. Yes, artisanal dogs. I saw the sign. Here are ducks being made out of clay for the aristocracy. This the pompous has. Well, to be oh right, so he doesn't even like. He has to make his own homemade ones. Well, that's his plan, but that won't be used in the end. Oh, no, wait. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, yes, he's making his own because he can't find them, and he can afford it. He's paying like three grand for custom. But isn't that the joke, that if those things are considered like a lower-class uh, ornament, that it's in every house, like a lower-class house? Okay, look. That the rich... see the, that's the ducks that he needed. They were able to go out. See what I mean? She's making them for nothing. It, it doesn't make sense in the oh, plot. I... Huh. It, she was his plan B. Did we really need that little detour? She's not good. She really doesn't give a duck in this movie. Oh, duck her. At least that's what Winner said. Okay, yeah, right, this guy yeah. was in this guy was in Jagger's uh, performance. Remember we saw performance? Was it? Oh, this guy in the phone? Yeah, I recognize him. I don't recognize the phone. He was one of the bad guys who yeah. were coming to pick up. He saw them all fucked up in the foyer. Good to see you again, bloke. <laughs> he was good at performance. Oh, look, there's a record store. Was oh, this like a pop shop? <clears throat> no, it's the headquarters of a lot of pop stars. And what these people are doing are fake autographs and stuff like that, you know. Oh, and like there's hair and. Like, they're pretending that every rock star in the world is the fame of the Beatles, okay? So the whole world is asking for photos 
You know what I mean? Uh, dear caveman, can you send me a lock of your hair? Right. And it goes to like one central uh, processing. So, and like, right. Pull the hair from the wall. Right. So he's just looking for someone to give her a signature of Sylvia already. So one of the things on the list is a lock of hair and, a, and an autograph of Sylvia, the French pop star. Uh, Sylvia Who, Tarnett. Yeah, now this is a real pop star, right? No. No, okay. Let's see. <clears throat> but the actress who played her passed away the year later. Um, I her name was Patricia Viterbo, and I didn't look her up. I she's you'll see, she's very bland. She didn't do right. anything but say, I'm here. There she is. I brought my fame. Don't have a little dog with me. Well, so I, I read a bunch of user reviews just to see what the hell I was watching. And uh, someone said that she died a year later. Uh-huh. The actress. I guess so. I missed her. I missed her, too. It's been, like, you know, it's almost 50 years. Year, yeah. She was, uh, she was bland. She was bland. I'm not going to lie. This is in her funeral. So... All part of being British is the flower, it's the uh, ornament, it's right. the uh, status well, symbol, and right. it's a local pop star who. Uh, and and the rabbit, you know, from yeah. everyone bets at the track in England. Right, park life, all the people, so many people, all go hand in hand, hand in hand, hand park life. Hand. Oh. I was thinking Blur, Park Life. Park Life. <laughs> yeah, then you go down to the racetrack. A Park Life. <laughs> Come on, Carl. That was only 20 years ago, 30 years right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. Park it. Here she is being bland. I am, I've got an accent. I'm bland. I'm bland. I wish I had told you in the beginning of the film to put on the music because I heard Auntie Griselda. Oh, no really? Light. It goes like, dan, 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 dan. we're a crazy song for a movie, dan, dan. and then it goes, I know she's having a fit, dun, dun. she doesn't like me a bit, dun, dun. and then it goes back to, I'm a movie theme, you should hear it, it's Auntie Griselda right in the middle of their song. That's so funny. Yeah. I wonder if they shot in black and white in the TV show, too. I, 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 it's, uh, it was, by the way, it was, um, uh, instrumental only. There was no singing, so you could really sing Griselda, Auntie Griselda, along to it. Right. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to check it out next time I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, so, uh, show girls. Now we're on a TV set, and <clears throat> for some reason, the scavenger hunt focus of the movie is now turned to uh, getting the autograph and lock of hair. Wow. This happened. They're all doing this sequentially, so they all approach at the same time. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not supposed to. They don't have to. No, they just have two days to find all these things. Right. What I mean is, like, they could have, you know, one would be getting a Rolls Royce thing as another one is trying to get an autograph. Like, they pair up two or three of them at a time to compete. Right. I could see them all approaching the same live broadcast to meet up with the pop star. Right, right. Yeah. 
No, you don't understand, my good man. I have an appointment during her. He's calling her him a foreigner. Like, for instance, I mean, he's Scottish, and it's really insulting to go, what is that crazy accent you have? You're a foreigner. It's an, okay, never mind. <laughs> They're all doing the same thing here. Oh, right. This is my excuse that I can go into the TV filming. At least the American brought flowers. That's a uh, classy. Uh... <laughs> and she was like, oh, she can't be near those. Like, very allergic, you know, getting all pollinated. Oh, I didn't know. I, I guess I didn't miss that detail. Oh, a Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris. It's a. Uh, San Francisco, Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris, I knew a Lynn Harris. You, did she, she do a show in 1965? No. <laughs> Best of the caveman? Caveman nope. mania? No, no, no. Cavemania. He was not alive. Oh, the caveman. Oh, no, it's a different pop star. Yeah, that's right. Look, hugging. Just keep hugging each other. Ooh, hey, say, aren't you that uh, conceited, easy, and gullible star? Yeah, let me sign an autograph. So these are cameos, right? This guy, I, I would be like, holy shit. Okay, the answer is yes. If you know English TV, you'd know this guy. That's why, like, my research comes up short. Like, yeah. he was on Drawing Point Hour. Right, yeah, no, I hear you. Meet the Skittles for three seasons. He played wackadoo. It's just like it doesn't make any Okay, so look, he lures him into the closet. It's kind of convenient. You know, we're, we've seen this movie. Disrespects his autograph. Right. Well, he's not the pop star. So he comes in, he goes, where's pop star? And he goes, I'm his understudy. What? He was, you know, he had, he got sick at the bar and he asked me to come over and do the dancing. Wow. The hullabaloo would never do that. They would just cancel the live broadcast. Now, the thing is, I'm not sure. I think the joke is he doesn't really know how to dance, so he just makes it up. I think that's the joke. Right. So he's just supposed to do the new dance or he's going to sing? He's going to dance. What's this? I'll not have me me talent dancing <laughs> with some ruffian off the street. Oh, give him a chance. No, wait, she's a French person. Do give him a chance. I can't do it. Bonjour, monsieur. Bonjour. I yeah. think he deserves a chance, no? Oh, yeah, opportunity. <clears throat> he looks uh, like a train conductor to me. I know, right? Well, maybe he's the Maytag repairman when the TV comes out. Right. This is closed circuit TV. That explains why it's so clean. Uh, well, another uh, movie. We're in a movie movie where it's a really clean image that just pops right up. Movie. Okay. <laughs> is the joke that he's just making it up? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. It's not hilarious. Well, is he going to go up and, like, pull her hair at the end? <laughs> you don't no. think this is funny? Uh, cool. Yeah, it's not not funny. Yeah. 
So is... his competitors, of course, recognize that it's him. And they're like, fuck this. So watch what Scotsman does. For Scotland! And he's like, ha ha! Nice. That was for that studio. It was a cheap production. They must have just shot in their own production studio. It. I guess, yes. This guy's this funny. Yes. I think so. He has to keep going. That's a joke. It's all framed as a normal show. Like they can't even tell. It's improv uh, chor- choreography. Chor- choreographed. Yeah, it's improv it's improv. That was that was the famous ginger... yeah, sing, singing in the rain. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was probably like pretty recent. Well, no. So now, in a very genuine way that is respectful to everyone's rights, it's concerned. Right, go he on. He gets sweet on the girl. Oh, on the pop star. Yeah. So an hour into this movie, two-thirds of this film, now, the he thing finds is, another girl. He's got his nice girlfriend. So what's going on here? But yes, he and he's, look, it's genuine. It's heartfelt. He's not trying to bang her, okay? <laughs> he's just macking on her after a live production? No, like, macking means that oh, okay. you want to get some. Well, I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about the Scotsman. He was always uh-huh. macking. He's always but, back in. Yeah, he he was McDonald's, the girl, McDougal. Always back in. Oh, his name is. He's always back in. Uh, Sydney McGregor, Sergeant Major Sydney McGregor. Can they lift him up in the armpits? Wow, this this was really breaking the fourth wall in this first two walls first. Wait, was that a joke because the wall broke? Yeah, I was going to say, most movies break the fourth wall, not this one. They broke the first and the second wall. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. More wacky cuts. Okay, hi, I'm your girlfriend. I'm just yeah. here waiting. Well, let me explain myself. I had to get the autograph. Did you get the autograph? No, but I got her address. Right. I'm banging her. Hopefully. Now, he's going in here. To get the last item, you know, to get a letter in which he'll learn what the sixth item is. I mean, you know, at this point in the movie, when I watched it, I said, just get this over with. You know, there's always, like, when there's a Kevin uh, Hearn type movie or there's, like, you must get the sixth item, it gets tedious. Even Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you know, it's like, I yeah. must defeat seven exes. Like, oh. I was relieved when two of them were in one fight. I'm like, and that, yeah, check off too. Well, what this is meant to be is set up our third act. Like you don't know what the sixth one is, and they seem to have gotten all the others. You see, so it sets up. Okay, this is a men on, men's only club, and it's as old as the hills. So they're freaking out. That yeah. woman must exit this fire. It's men's only. Yeah. You can tell from their uh, and it's also members only. Yeah, yeah. Wait, something would work with men's only. Just for men. Yeah, men, wait. Yeah, right. Uh, for, for him. No, wait. Dag. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Okay, so there's an insurance company 
um, called Lloyd's of London. And they sure. go back to the like 1400s or some crap. I don't know. Yeah. But um, there was this British warship named the Lutane that was wrecked. And they had, they insure all shipping. They really had to pay through the nose. So they got this bell from the wreckage and they hung it in their offices. It's called the Lutine Bell. And it's, it used to be rung whenever, like, there was a ship that was missing, and then they found it. It wasn't down. They would ring the bell, you know. So that's what's on the – there it is right there. That's what's on the list. They have to steal the Lloyds of London bell, the Lutine bell. Wow. Wait, so there's just one bell, right? Yeah. There's not so, four sets of bells. Uh, well, okay, since you're pushing me – in truth, there is one, and there's also this replica, and and that will get used as well. Okay. So uh, I have a question regarding Lloyd's of London. Did Lloyd have a last name? Lloyd? No. If you lived in London, the population wasn't so big back then. If you lived in London, you knew Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I always mixed him up with Lloyd from Liverpool. <laughs> when, when London was population 75, you knew Lloyd from London. Oh, look, where did he get the phone from? He's just walking around with it? No, it's phone. like uh, – that's like insurance office broker phone kind of thing. Oh, so, yeah, I see it's on the wall. Aristocracy's calling him up, <laughs> basically extorting him, saying like – Oh, great to see you, Jeff. Remember those two girls we banged behind certain people's backs last right. summer? Yeah, right. Bring me the Lloyds of London. Um, bring me the Lucetine Bell. All right. Oh, so this guy has to do it for him. And he's extorting him. Right. Now, it's so aristocracy for him to just be, like, in his air control tower going, straight on, then, right away, chop, chop. Wow. So, yeah, so he looks up at the bell. I mean, he's really in a pickle. What's he going to do? Re steal? No. Of course not. Oh, look, there's uh, people not from London visiting. Like London, it's so popular that they have tours. The thing is, dumb as that sounds, that is really true in real life. Wait, what's going on? And we're doing a Union Jack uh, swipe? Yeah, because we're going to the Army headquarters. Like in this scene. Now, in this scene, basically, it's just like... It's like Rat Race. They're, they're recapping. No, he finds out that they, he asked for the Lusitine Bell as part of this army operation. If that's true, it's, it's grand theft larceny, you know? So the general's like, let's make no mistake. This is your project, your plan, your everything. If somebody's going down, it's you. I won't stake my neck out on. Can I give him a listen for a second because of these actors? What okay. I say, sir? Oh, yeah, no, Terry Townsend's. Oh, they caught him again. Oh, delightful. 
he he's like he has a really distinct voice, so even though it's very soft, so yeah. hopefully it picks up. Oh, we're almost getting there. So our Paul Moore, Mole Man never never got anything yet. Who? Uh, the Mole, Mole Man. Man. No. Yeah, Mole Man. No, that's his whole shtick throughout. Oh, look, the bell swipe. Yeah, bell swipe. Isn't that creative? Okay, he's that's going to the replica. Replica. Who's he's not clever. Yeah. yeah, he's not gonna. No one's on the floor here. Now the mole was in Faulty Towers for one episode, but he was in one of the he was in some of the Carry On movies. Yeah, which we are fans of the Carry On movie. Uh, Columbus. We watched the we watched the last one, right? Carry On Columbus, which was a. Uh, after 20 years, they revived it in honor of the uh, centennial, I guess. The the five-tennial of uh, Columbus's discovery of America. Now, that was a really good film, I felt, you know? And one of the best parts of, I mean, it's stupid. You can't take it for real. But if you right. just forget all that and say, okay, just do stupid things for me, then there's that scene where they broke, he broke the character, right? He, they were going to hang him. Uh-huh. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, okay, I was going to share my treasure with all of you, but go ahead, hang me, I understand. That's all right. We would have just frittered away the money wastefully anyway. Go ahead and hang me. <laughs> do you remember that one? I do. I remember that, and I remember Rick, uh, two guys from The Young Ones in the beginning of the movie, Rick Merrill and then uh, I... uh, Neil, right? <laughs> So then they would go on to say, of course, we're not going to kill you, Captain, if you want to really share the treasure with us. But then at the end, remember, the, he reversed it. He, you don't remember that scene. I'm going to have to play it for yeah, you. Yeah, well, you I'm going to have to watch it again. But I did but watch a bunch of characters. Carry On was like, it started, in, I guess, around the, the 60s or whatever, 50s. Black and white. Uh, it became a comedy series like Carry On Teacher, Carry On Nurse. Yeah. And, uh, and then it just got kind of sillier and broader and just you know, it's a great movie series. It's the police academy, I guess, of the of the British film industry. Yeah. But they mm -hmm. made a lot more of them. I saw Carry On Cleo. It was Cleopatra, and uh, Julius Caesar is on this throne. He stands up, and his little uh, he goes, "Oh, I've been sitting on my laurels." Oh, should I get that joke? Well, because he had like the tiara that they would wear. Right. It's a, it's called a laurel. Oh, that you put in your hair. Your, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting on his laurels. Yeah. Okay, so they both have showed up to steal the bell at the exact same time. So now they're having a back and forth kind of, you know, kissing contest. Right. So he goes, okay, we'll work together. You know, you've got the rope. Uh, you know, I've got whatever. He goes, and then once we have the bell together, we'll flip a coin. Whoever wins the toss can have the bell. That's well, ridiculous. Oh, that's a, that sounds nice and square of you, pal. I thought you'd like it. Let's get started on it straight away. This will take the alarm out. You American chaps know everything. Oh, is he wearing his kilt and he's going upstairs? Yeah. Finally, get to look up his kilt. Yeah. Uh, almost. So the slapstick of this movie are people falling. Right. We saw... He cuts the rope just as you said that. Yeah. And those are pretty, pretty good uh, stunts. Why did he cut the rope? He's not going to get the. Because they're enemies. 
Yeah, but he's not going to get the bell by himself. Yeah, I know. That's perplexed me when I've watched it. Uh, well, no, I watched it like two or three times, but I mean, like every now and again, you're watching it absentmindedly, like you're reading your phone or something, and you miss. Right. I don't know. Now we have the same exact situation. They're having a little pissing contest, and it's going to be like, okay, we'll work together. The same old thing. Right now he's accusing him of stealing government property. or something. It's, not, it's not funny stuff. Let me see if I can tell you anything about this. There no, was I, one dark thing. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, please tell me because we're in the third act, and I, I want to get, you okay. know. You want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home already. Yeah. It's the dang movie. No, no, I, I like this movie. What was the dark thing? Okay. Um, okay, well, I'll just start reading. Uh, we already talked about this. Publishing a restaurant review for the Sunday Times. Founder of the Police Memorial Trust. Uh, it received good reviews. Not popular at the box office. Hmm. But I had this juicy story. Where are you? Here it is. All right. Bust it out. Oscar-winning actor, I guess it's actress, Helen Mirren lambasted director Michael Winner in a TV interview for allegedly treating her like a piece of meat during a casting session for this film in 64. Recalling the encounter, she said she was ordered her to turn around and flaunt her body for him. I was mortified and incredibly angry. I thought she was insulting and sexist. I don't think any actress should be treated like that. You know, I I, I want to pause you for a quick second because Helen Mirren went uh, viral like maybe a couple weeks ago where they found an old interview where the the reviewer was like just being a little sexist and she was just putting him in his place. Wow. Yeah, so she, she was, you know, she had to put up with a lot, but she never did. She won an act on Oscar. Um, okay, so you know what this asshole winner said, right? What? Winner defends his action, saying, I did indeed ask her to stand up. I don't remember asking her to turn around, but if I did, I was being serious. I can see it now. She's wearing a peasant blouse. Oh, my God. Written photographs with enormous bosoms, which was sagging a bit, even though she was young. Helen Mirren, that's what he was saying about? Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the worst that could happen. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, I guess I remember it. She, she was wearing a peasant dress, and yes, she did show her ass. Boobs. I just wanted to see her ass, but she was a sister showing her sagging boobs. I don't know, oh, he's I, casting for a movie, right? Does he have to have a sexy person? Kind of does. You don't have to like have them parade like that. That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Get off your goods. No, they're going to be on. Well, there would have been a film test, right? I don't know. Right, there would have been a film test, and they would have, you know, seen if this was ideal for the cat. Yeah, I mean, she, she's right, and she does call out that shit all the time. Right. But, and also, she's, you know, besides being, you know, She's, she's gorgeous. Uh-huh. Helen Mirren? 
I don't know her. I'm going to have to Google her. Yeah, Google her. Google Helen Mirren, Caligula, 1980. Caligula. Yeah, she's topless in that. Victoria's scene. Or Helen Mirren. Wasn't she in James Bond? Was, did she play M? Um, I've never heard of Helen Mirren. You know her as old Helen Mirren. Okay. Uh, oh, Helen. Bond. You must remember the, the last Bond we talked about Casino Royale? Right, right. Yeah. Now, I know that the bad guy is your brother and your father was a villain and you have a house called Skyfall, but will you please keep things in order, Bond? <laughs> oh, I know her as an uh, actress of today. As M. She was like Pierce Bronson, I think she was M, like she was a holdover from mm -hmm. uh, the previous Bond. Yep. He played the Queen. He was yeah. in Red. But I'm telling you, she, oh, Red, right. Well, yeah, her and Bruce Willis. That was kind of the joke. Like they would have uh, Helen Mirren and Bruce Willis movies. But uh, she, uh, but she, you know, it's decades of career and she did have like theatrical, she was big, you know. And, and, uh, yeah. Now watch, I, you got to see this because it starts a chain of events. But look, it's so dumb. He goes, oh, I'm tired. Whoops. Oh, I got to wipe my, really uh, I got to wipe my brow. Yeah, really badly written. You've seen this movie before. Here we'll have the choreographed. Yeah, they choreographed. Like, it's still moving. Whoa. Whoa. I had to drop it when I touched my feet. When I touched my feet. You yeah, crazy. that guy threw right in there. Get this out of here, mister. Actually, this is what I love about it. Like, not only does it cause chaos, the, the floor man's like, I'm going to keep pushing it. What, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? Well, it did cause chaos when it rolled in. Yeah. Uh-oh. Someone in that dumpster just got a up Kurt. Up, up killed. Up no, killed. up killed. Yeah. Oh, no. The bell has rolled out. Bell's and hells. Rolls into the tame. Yeah, you can't unring that. Oh, is, uh -oh. That, the is that the Thames? That's the Thames River. Fat. Right. It is. Uh-oh. It's famous. It's very famous. The Thames River. Look, everyone's shaking their fists at him. Fat. Yeah, right. And roll them. Hey, and roll them. <laughs> what a big idea, eh? Hey, we're just your local fishmongers. We can't take this. Rock. Grumble. Grumble. And cut. I'm not even joking. It's not. It's so not funny. <clears throat> So Finally, yeah, there we go. This Michael Winner did the mechanic in '72. Now this I know is the a great. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. No, no, the mechanic was a Charles Bronson movie, and it was later made into like two films with Jason Statham. He's he's a like a hitman who's he's so good. He's like the mechanic. I think it was Walter Matthau actually. Uh huh. But it's good. It's it's a solid movie. He's like he also made. Uh, Juan Tantan or Ron Tantan, the dog that's yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah, dog is right, 76. Which I look every six weeks, I'll look on YouTube to see if it finally posted because it is like a good shitty film. But yeah, he was like making these like shitty Charles Bronson films for canon when I got, when I saw his film. Mm -hmm. uh, he did revisionist westerns, Chateau's Land and Lawman. He did the Centennial in 77. Which was like a scary. You know, you, you mentioned revisionist <laughs> westerns. The, the lead of this movie was in Kapaloo. 
Uh-huh, that's right. Uh, yeah, which came out the same year. Right, and Columbia really thought he was going to be the shit, Joe. Um, the role... Did you Wait, what, happened? what happened to the upper crust? Like, did he get news that he lost? No, what? No, what are you talking about? Well, uh, Delmolf collapsed. I was wondering why. Oh, why? No, he just ate a bad um, prawn or some crap. Bad. Oh. I don't know how he even survived in the army. <laughs> he had people do it for him. It's Jerry Lewis and the Evasive Bellboy. Thought I'd crawl up through window. So, yeah, he um, just got into a pop star's window. She's like, you're popping up everywhere, and I don't know. Did you just ruin my television appearance? <laughs> he doesn't uh, – no, he actually he didn't ruin it, right? He danced like a monkey. Yeah, I guess. Everybody liked it. I think that was a funny scene, Carl. I mean, I, I like this guy. Whoa, Pac-Man swipe. Yeah. So he's – the mole's underground going like, oh, it's a cave-in, and he's like freaking out, you know, he's being paranoid. Yeah, it's like in Caddyshack where they would cut to the gopher. They see all the boil bowler caps. Right. Because the they're, the director's saying, you know, we're at Lords of London, and they're, you know, somebody fucking stole our bell. What are we going to do about this? You're going to find it? Okay, we'll find it. All, All right. right. Well, I'm hope, you know, how much was it insured for? It wasn't insured. We're the leading insurance in the world, and we didn't insure our most valued treasure. That's the joke, Carl. Hello, home invader. How about some breakfast? It's a traditional English breakfast. You've seen this movie. No, I have seen this movie. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to, I don't know, I thought it would be different. You must be. You know what, another thing about YouTube, I looked, typed in, you must be joking. Yeah. And there, it, there was a South African candid camera prank show that <laughs> called, the theatrically released movie in 1987 called You Must Be Joking. And <laughs> it's this guy, it's these two radio personalities from South Africa are uh, hosting these like pranks. And it winds up like the, it was like a former boxer who was in it. And they proceeded to keep making these prank movies for the next several decades. Uh, Interesting. You know, reflecting South uh, Africa and all South, you know, I would, I would read it and I, I saw it and I was like, I looked at it and I said, I want to see a user review. And, uh, oh, look, they found the bell. Well, the team has tithes and the French girl knew that and said, you know, I have great news for you. Your bell can be recovered. Really? Wait, who's the French girl? The pop star? Yeah. Oh, and so the girlfriend sort of jilted in a way. She's not needed anymore. I mean, he's, he was, you know, he he didn't sleep at home last night. Really? What a creep. Oh, car phone, car phone, car, car phone. phone. I know. Car phone. That's the only way you could talk in your on the phone in a car back in 1965. Was on a car phone. Yeah, a backseat car phone. 
The only way you could talk on a car phone in 69 was with was on a car phone. Car phone. <laughs> oh, no. So he's going underwater. He thinks it's. But he doesn't actually go in the water. Just too late. Too little too late. Look, he's too clean to be in that dirty. Pit. Oh, I, I use suffocator. I would just quit. Remember your trip through the okay, see her terrible driving, that'll be a Oh right. That's I was wondering what was going on. So now okay. Elliot Dellum has been picked up by an ambulance because he was sick, and now basically he's using them as a taxi. Okay. Oh, to, to get over. So we're finally wrapping up the, the end of yeah. forty eight hours. Now What's happening here is the staff sergeant is lying that he was requisitioning all those things for the general, <clears throat> right? But the truth is, like, he he was he thought he was saying about the things in the scavenger hunt, but he's been requisitioning for years uh, with illegal, you know, like cans of uh, jelly beans and. Like he's been getting supplies and selling them on the on the army's dime, so he's blaming it on the governor. I mean, on the um, general. Right. Oh, so the general's going to be in hot water. And right. what's in the bag? So he he doesn't have his own bell, right? The first time I thought that was a bell. On right. He doesn't have his own bell. There's only two bells. Now look, this is Pink Panther guy. Yeah, we've that's seen, right. Yeah, we've seen him in other films, and I'm not telling you about Casino Royale. I'm not an asshole. He was in Casino Royale. He was in Superman 3. But, I mean, he was in The Return of the Pink Panther, Pink Panther Strikes Again, Revenge of the Pink Panther, right. Fool of the Pink Panther, Son of the Pink Panther, Curse right. of the Pink Panther. Wait, he was in Son of the Pink Panther? With yeah. Bellini? You Professor. know, HBO Max, just, they just pulled all of them. They had all the, the Pink Panthers, and I tried. His name's Graham Stark, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He's, a, he's like a Charlie Sheen in Terminal Velocity. He has a skydiving... Uh, Company any drinks? Yeah, they were uh, army buddies together when they were in the Suez Canal, and that was that Israel. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, I forget, but anyway, so they're old army buddies, and that's how, or military buddies, and that's why he's gonna take him up in the plane so he can parachute in for the final contest. They're all right now heading with their scavenger hunt stuff to the check. <laughs> Look, he's got the uh, – that's the old school. Like here, Here's your parachute. You need to fold it up maybe. Right, right. All right, there it is. We're almost finished, Carl. I can see the – I can right. see this movie almost Thank finished. Thank goodness. Well, that's been our show. It says Finn on the screen. Right. They Well, actually, that's the border of Finland. It's almost over. It's Finn-ish. Yeah, it's close. It's a Finn-ish. It's getting there. Getting there. It's almost a Finn. Are we done, Dad? Well, it's it's a Finn-ish. Just <laughs> hang out for a second. Are we there, Fred's dad? Well, it's a uh, Finn-ish. Okay, now this isn't really believable, but all of a sudden, like, he loves him. Okay? So she's, like, telling the guy from performance i'm taking a two-week holiday and oh, no. 
she's going holiday. Yeah. Wow, wait a minute. Hang on a second. What's up with this movie? He's kissing the wrong girl. Right. That's There's right. The girl. Yeah. But there, we don't have any moral. Doesn't get any. He gets mean looks. Oh, that's the worst he gets. Yeah. No. He, it, it, the movie ends great for him. <laughs> well, this guy's about to jump. So, it's like. You make a good living. You only make money if you know in insurance if you die. And he goes, "Die, forget it. I'm not going." And he goes, "Sergeant, I, you know, you did so much for me. I'm. This is the best they could do for you." He pushes him out of the plane. That's it. I'm done. This is the least I can do for you. <laughs> Now, look, his chute deploys, but meanwhile, he's going, pull the chute, pull the chute. They made a mistake in the editing, or they had to stick with bad, you know. Oh, look, they finally get the up killed. Yeah, and he goes, that's quite refreshing, actually. Oh, it must be. Can you imagine? That's quite, oh, it's terrific. You know, it, if there was a shower on the plane, you can shower and then jump off and naturally dry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, naturally. Drip dry. dry. You could just now, drip dry. He, air dry. He he um they are impressed with him parachuting in. Now they're gonna be impressed with the aristocrat coming in on the ambulance. Oh, they're and then, by everything. The, yeah. And another's arriving under arrest of the police. Right. For for buying all that shit. Yeah. Da 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 da. But thinking it's a mad, mad, mad. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Intermission. It's a long movie. I wrote the mad world song. Mad, 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 mad. Here's a Christmas carol. Here's a mad, mad world song. Mad, 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 mad. No, you know, no, that's how the lyrics go, but there's four mads in the song. So sometimes I forget and I do like eight. Oh, he made it to the finish line. Yeah. Oh, man. Somebody dropped. Now he tripped him. So somebody drops uh, their loot, and, and Mole Man gets it. Oh, so Mole Man's going to win. He's got the loot. Easy peasy. Okay, Unless... now. <clears throat> the movie ends in a very, very dissatisfying way, okay? Don't get ready for the American ending. Right now, what would happen is they oh, would, the yeah. they would race to the finish right. in front of them, and then when the bad guy was going to win, we would get a tw another contest that would result in the good guy winning, and we have a winner. That's not what's going to happen. Oh, it's funny that the moment gets all the items instead of going across to the finish line, he goes straight up to Terry Thomas. I did it. <laughs> yep, that's right. But he doesn't win, does he? No. No, this is a, all, as an American, I, I'm glad that the American wins. I can totally relate to that. Well, the American won, but then he resigned. So it's, 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 uh. What? They all went yeah. into his dug hole, his. It must have hurt as an actor to fall through that hole. Yes. Yeah. Fucking winter doesn't do that. Uh, don't forget my, I'm a bad driver, remember? Oh, she's going to save her boyfriend. Yeah. If she sees him with the pop star, 
Now he knows she's on the list. So she's like, here, you better take these. You know, he, he hasn't called her in days. Right. He's an asshole. Yeah. Uh-oh, things are falling apart. Here's your bullshit, sir. Even the <laughs> bell. And it's the real bell, not some fucking replica. Congratulate. Oh, what's this? What's That's that? my resignation papers. What? You can't resonate your paper or you're fired. Paper. <laughs> I, I'm switching girlfriends and I'm going on holiday. That's what they call it here. Right, uh, on holiday. To someplace and then Nice, right? Oh, I heard it's really Nice over there. Yeah. Well, my I have some family over there. My, my niece lives in Nice. Okay, so now they're arresting him for years of get you know getting using the army's money to right. you know, buy goods. I always told him it will good job to him. I don't do it. I says to him. So he's getting himself the... off the hook and blaming the general. What about the bowler caps? I thought they were all Floyds. I guess there are other people. They were um, the boiler boiler bowler caps. Were he was the secretary of uh, the state or the interior, something like that. He was from the government. So nobody really wins. That's right. Now the general's going to shift the bell back, but he's arrested for stealing the bell. Did you say what, sir? Oh no! Oh, so this whole thing implodes. I think that's a, how Rat yeah. Race ended too. They they busted John. There's Cleese. no winner, and nobody gets a satisfied. The guy who gets a satisfied ending is the jerk. Right. Oh, there he is with his girlfriend. Okay, look at him. We should play the volume on this. Okay. I have a feeling what's going on. Look, I can't believe it. He just waved goodbye to her. Yeah. And now we have the most unsatisfying ending of all. <laughs> they're just, they're all alone, the two delusional idiots. Oh, that's funny. And then, like, if the director should have ended it right here, but no, the, uh, the mole man has literally existential compart, criticizes the army. Of the military. So then he like makes him snap to and march. I don't know, it's dumb. Well, you know, he should have that that outburst. This is a comedy movie. Uh, we got all these unsatisfied this is totally unexpected. It doesn't wrap up a theme of the film at all. Right. What was the fucking theme of the film? Like they didn't have one. Like if you work together, you succeed. Something like that. They didn't do that. I think the theme was scavenger help uh, hunts. Uh, help us remember Tammy and uh, excited for her wedding. And it was a good way to celebrate her bachelorette party. <laughs> oh, there he is marching off. I this looks. Oh, there it is. The Finn. Yeah, Elfin. For Finn. Shot on location in England by American Films of London, England. Oh, How ladies and gentlemen, there's the American broad. 
uh, Columbia Pictures. Well, Carl, that has been, you must be joking, 1965. What did you think of the movie? At times, I enjoyed it. At times, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty dull. I mean, like, the, yeah. it had a lot of power to it, a lot of horsepower, a lot of good performances, but it really did feel like uh, nothing was happening, and uh, there was no, I don't know, like, at least rat race, they had to go from A to B, you know, just a race. Yeah, this wasn't done in, I don't know, the order of it was chaotic and scattered, like, okay, never mind the pursuit of that thing. We're moving on to this thing. Right, yeah, yeah. All at the same time. We're all at the track at the same time. We're all in with the starlets thing at the same time. I, I don't know. Wow. I think that um, if you listen to it with the sound, you're much more entertained because you hear all these accents and the things they say to each other. It is kind of funny a lot of the times. And... Uh, just to be around those, uh, that culture is pretty, you know, everyone's, it's all about class and, right. you know, there's innuendo all over the place, but they'll never say it, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And, uh, but it was, uh, I agree. So it was fun. I mean, it's fun to see those actors and I'm sure uh, I'll enjoy seeing them in other locations. Some of them I recognize, some of them I didn't. Terry Thomas, of course, was kind of fun in this, but it just kind of, it was a little bit short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, next week we are going to uh, go back to uh, more common ground here in the United States and watch an American movie about real men. It's called Real Men from 1987. It stars uh, the late John Ritter and the currently alive James Belushi uh, back from 1987. I have a trailer from the Action Master. I don't know if my sound is going to be worth it for the show, but I was going to play it. So if you guys go type in Real Men 1987 and you see the Action Masters posting of the Real Men trailer, I was going to play it in a couple of seconds. Okay. All right. The Action Master. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Go. <laughs> this is going to be horrible, but we do find ourselves laughing. I know. Well, it's it's uh, John Ritter and uh, James Belushi from the eighties. Well, that was a little too close. Oh, look at those clowns! <laughs> you guys can't act. Look at these clowns. <laughs> 
Who brought these clowns on the set? This is a joke. Oh, S and M dungeon. Uh, right, this uh, trailer has the uh, box of the video cassette because it never was theatrically released. That is from 1987. Next week's movie will be Real Men with the real men, John Ritter and James Belushi. Carl, thank you so much for... Uh, uh, hosting and 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 uh, researching and, and just kicking ass on this movie. Uh, may I never see it again, but I definitely enjoyed talking it uh, about it. And audience, we want hope you enjoyed the show too. Uh, just spread the word. Just you know, we'd love for you just to sign up for our podcast, L W A F L M O Y T. Uh, we would love for you to just get involved and and check out Mutiny Radio. They even have live comedy shows if you're in the Bay Area, if you're in the Mission District, you can walk over there. Uh, we love Mini Radio and we do love you guys and we'll see you next week. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh aren't they good? Well they're chosen by uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts. With Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast on Interactive and Social Media Radio Rebel Media. That's every Sunday, two to four. Yeah, right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to watch five. Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Carl, test, test. Carl, Carl, test, test. Yeah, you're all buzzy. I gotta call back. Let's watch. It's Joe's to Carl. Not duh, like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh, like French. So it's jokes de Carl. Follow me now. With my people speak man. Beginning to drift down deeper and deeper, feeling more and more sleepy and tired. We 
with every word. Drifting down. Drifting down. Drifting down. And this wave of relaxation spreads down your neck and into your shoulders, letting go of any tightness or tension in the muscles there. You feel all the stresses and strains of the day begin to disappear. As this wave of relaxation continues down into your arms and all the way down to your fingertips and you may even feel a tingling sensation in your fingertips As your arms grow sleepy and tired. And you become more aware of a growing peaceful feeling inside. A feeling of calmness and contentment. At this moment in time,
Music on Mutiny Radio. Thanks to Bill for his labor and love show. Thanks, Pam, for getting the dough. Thanks, Mutiny, for keeping it alive. of relaxation to spread all the way down into your thigh muscles and down to your calves and all the way down to the tips of your toes that every muscle in your legs, ankles and feet become loose and relaxed. So that you are completely relaxed from the top of your head to the tips of your toes.
As the outside world fades more and more into the background, you continue your journey into your inner world to that unique and special part of you that only you can go to. The unconscious part of yourself that is responsible for all the pleasant dreams you have. And when you allow yourself to relax completely, your unconscious mind becomes more open and receptive. conscious mind can go to sleep.
single self I had as leaf not be live to be in awe of such a thing as I myself as for my own concern I had as think to think as keep on thinking not so hard as for the brain to burn Root bar, butter, Buddha root bar, 
again as in olden days happy golden days of yours faithful friends who were dear to us will be near to us once more some
open sleigh o'er the fields we go laughing all the way bells on bobtail ring making spirits bright what fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight jingle bells jingle bells jingle It's Christmas time all over the world and Christmas here at home. The church bells chime wherever we roam. No choir, no bells, Do you? The snow is thick in most of the world. And children's eyes are wide As old St. Nick gets ready to ride The fairies, lovey dolls, fashion very cheap And happy new year To you Though the customs may change And the language is strange this appeal we feel is real in Holland or It's Christmas time all over the world and places near and far. And so, my friends, wherever you are, Christmas time all over the world in places near and far and so my friends wherever you are a quilter, buy napkin uh-huh which means a very merry Christmas to you. 
ride too low, you think I'm rocking too quick, I think you listen too slow, I'm a rough thing constructing a bumping assumption, you diss while your family say I'm the best shit since fucking, struck in by an obstruction of turning something to nothing from Push it to mush it, it's to ripping every function. Fucking it up, pumping it up. Jumping the ducks, looking to hump. But junking the trunk, pumping me up. Yeah. Until the crack of dawn, I'm going, going, going. We got to get down. Right now. Get on up. And shut this shit down. Shut down. It's much more than black and blue. It's death and destruction. And how much does it cost? Burning up the roof, you're lying on the truth. You got to die in proof, you got a fool to do. So who the hell is you to tell them what to do? I'm not backing a bit of what you have a bit. You hot gossip. I hear you talking loud. Can you hear me now? Can't hear you now. You try to sell us out. What is that about? Or try to blow us up. Government, what's up? What's up? What's up? Running people down the dust. Got your trust. You say do my bus. So we gotta fuss. Hot gossip. We ain't gotta sip. You ain't gonna trip. What you coming with? What you coming with? I got the blues all right. I feel so bad. Bad. People, we got to get all up. We got to get up. And shut this down. Nice. Because it ain't right. And I know, I know. When they wrong, they wrong. That there's something better out there. Tell them in the song. Because, baby, I love you.
nah. All I knew was some nigga in the caddy. Stop by every year about Christmas. Talking that bullshit, he missed this. I don't look like my granny or my mammy. I look like a motherfucking named Sammy. My mother must have been a young slut. Always talking about the days when she had a big fat butt. You gotta do what you gotta do, what you gotta do. Yo, I drink a brew. I sit back and start thinking. Damn, should a nigga be smoking and drinking?
just a lonely, lonely Christmas. What a glad one it would be if only my lover would come back. on Muni Radio dot FM on an open fire Jack Frost nicking at your nose Yuletide cows being sung by a choir folks dressed up like Eskimos Turkey and some mistletoe Help to make 